We're on the air, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Tom Bentley Fisher. Uh, I am with my wonderful friend, cohort, and uh, partner in crime, Shahari Hollands, and we are on episode six, exploring this extraordinary story by Shakespeare. Actually, we're at episode seven right now. Just to remind everyone about, we'll remind everyone how we got here. Edmund, the bastard brother, he's plotting against both his brother Edgar and his father Gloucester, turning them against each other. He's convinced each one that the other is plotting against him. Remember all that? Well, he, he, he fates this letter from Edgar. Oh, I mean, it doesn't matter. So what's happening now, Tom? Well, what's happening is that some time has passed, and I should warn you, what's coming up has an R rating. And my wife would leave the room at this point. Yep. And it might be too much for some of our audience as well. Okay. Anyway, we warned you. So, we are in the thick of it. Gloucester's been with Lear at the hovel. He's trying to arrange something to support Lear. Edmund has been filling Cornwall and Regan with stories about how his father is involved in a plot against them, goading them both on until they are in a rage. So now, Gloucester returns to his castle. Cornwall and Regan have basically shut him out of his own house. I'll be Gloucester. Gloucester yeah, I'll be Gloucester. Gloucester, and he comes back to meet with Edmund. Yeah. Alack, alack, Edmund. I like not that this unnatural dealing. When I desire their leave that I might pity him, they took from me the use of mine own house, charged me on pain of their perpetual displeasure, neither to speak of him, entreat for him, nor any way sustain him. Most savage and unnatural. Go to say you nothing. There's a division betwixt the dukes, and a worse matter than that. I've received a letter this night. It is dangerous to be spoken. I've locked the letter in my closet. These injuries the king now bears will be revenged home. There's part of a power already footed, and we must incline to the king. I will seek him and privily relieve him. I go you and maintain talk with the duke that my charity be not of him perceived. If he asks for me, I'm ill and gone to bed. Though I die for it, as no less has threatened me, the king, my old master, must be relieved. There's something strange toward Edmund. I pray you be careful. And he leaves. Edmund's alone. The younger rises when the old doth fall. And he leaves. And now we see Edgar. When we are betters, see, bearing our woes, we scarcely think our miseries are foes. Who alone suffers, suffers most of the mind, leaving free things and happy shows behind. But then the mind much sufferance doth or skip when grief hath mates and bearing fellowship. How light and portable my pain seems now when that which makes me bend makes the king bow. He childed as I fathered. Hmm. What a line that is. He childed yeah. as I fathered. Mm -hmm. I mean, Lear's 
children treated him in the same way as Edgar's father treated him. Yeah, it's amazing. It makes me think, what if Edmund and Edgar are the same people? And the sisters, too. It's fantastic what Shakespeare's doing. Anyway, Edmund steals the letter and gives it to Cornwall, stoking him into a rage. Gloucester arrives. He is utterly clueless. <laughs> he, has, he has no idea what's coming. I mean, <laughs> and Cornwall is in this rage. And Gloucester just walks in, <laughs> thinking everything's okay. And then what happens? Unbelievable. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what we can't watch. Cover your children's eyes. I mean, I don't think we can even talk about it. Oh, I know. We should just go. Let's just leave. Let's get some ice cream. Yeah, we, we, I mean, let's skip this uh -huh. part. I'm, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, let's get some popcorn. I can't deal with it again. I mean, it's another one of the... And anyway, you know what? It is... I think, I was going to tell you this, I think it's another one of those scenes that we've been talking about that Shakespeare does. I mean, it's unbelievable, right? Huh? Cornwall, okay. I mean, well, I'll tell you what happened. He gouged, that's a spoiler alert. I know. Oh, I'm going to do it anyway. He gouges out Gloucester's eyes, Cornwall, with his thumb, his fucking thumb. I mean, my God, how could someone do that? You know? Like, okay, if he'd done something horrible to Cornwall, but a letter with his thumb, for God's sake. I mean, he seemed like a reasonable guy before. It's not as if he's a psychopath or something. Oh, I, you know, I think it's one of those problem scenes in Shakespeare. Where it's, a, it's a weak plot. It doesn't hold together. No. 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 It's just that this is part of everybody. We all have this dark corner. Everyone is capable of anything. And you know, if I was directing this on stage, I might even have both Edmund and Edgar played by the same actor. It makes sense. It has to make sense. I mean, look at the world right now. There's a lot worse things going on. That's true. That's true. There has to be that dark corner in Cornwall. It's like we were talking before, Grendel, the monster that comes out in the middle of the night to gouge your eyes out, tear your arms off. That monster is there somewhere in Cornwall's subterranean, and Edmund knows it. Think about all the ways Cornwall has been undermined and diminished in his life. How he's had to fall in line with everything he's told to do. How he has been humiliated. Edmund has convinced him that Gloucester has betrayed him. He is playing with that monster, provoking it, tickling it awake. Grendel is doing his bidding, just like Beowulf. I mean, it's like we're in a podcast Tom, because, I mean, how could he ever do a scene like that on stage? I go. Oh, there is blood running all over the keyboard right now because it's imagination to all of us. This is your imagination. You out there, help us. You know, I think Edmund should be the only one in this scene right through to the end. Only Edmund by himself. I mean, if we were doing it on stage, he would be watching on the stage. 
Yes, listening to it all, detached, unemotional. He wants control, not only of his father's assets, but everything. In fact, he wants to be king. So he wakes up Grendel. That's a great idea. I mean, so all we have on the stage is Edmund by himself mm. and everything Everything else we only hear. We don't lose mm. that. We don't see anything else. And, you know, losing control like that also compromises Cornwall because no one is going to trust him after he does this. It's a win-win for Edmund. Oh, that's good, Tom. Even Edmund alone <laughs> on stage, listening. Completely. Totally listening. Utterly alive. Seeing with his fingers, absorbing it all. And the others we only hear. We can't see them. Okay. Here comes Reagan and her husband. Cornwall enters now. You be Cornwall. Yeah, you're, you're Reagan. Yeah, I'm going to be Reagan. The army of France has landed. Seek out the villain Gloucester. Hang him instantly. Pluck out his eyes. Leave him to my displeasure. Edmund, center left, is watching. Gloucester enters. Reagan. Who's there? The traitor? Ingrateful fox, tis he. Bind fast his corky arms. Bind him, I say. Hard, hard, O oh filthy traitor. To this chair bind him, villain. So white in such a traitor. Come, sir, what letters had you late from France? Be simple answerer, for we know the truth. And what confederacy have you with the traitors late-footed in the kingdom? To whose hands have you sent the lunatic king? Speak. Cunning and false. Where hast thou sent the king? To Dover. Wherefore to Dover? Wast thou not charged at peril? Wherefore to Dover? Let him first answer that. Wherefore to Dover, sir? See, thou shalt never. Fellows, hold that chair. Upon these eyes of thine, I'll set my foot. And there is a scream. Listen. Sometimes a scream hears us as we hear it. And Edmund loves it. And he laughs. And he laughs. And on and on and on. The screaming. And the laughing. And every cell of Edmund's body is alive hearing through his cell, seeing through his fingers. Oh, I love this. But Cornwall's men are appalled, aren't they? Here comes Bartolf, Cornwall's own man. But he's going after him. He won't tolerate this. He's going to take him down, his own master. Oh, oh, oh I like this, he thinks. Take the man, take him down. Good move there, you got him. Oh, he got you too, didn't he? Sorry, Bartolf. Out. Vile jelly, where's thy luster now? And with his dying breath, he gouges out my father's other eye, says Edmund. This man is pitiless, says Edmund. I didn't think he had a merit. And the scream goes on and on and on. Where's my son, Edmund? Edmund, enkindle all the sparks of nature to quit this horrid act. Out, treacherous villain. Thou callst on him that hates thee. 
It was he that made the overture to thy treasons to us, who is too good to pity thee. Go thrust him out at the gates and let him smell his way over. So anyway, apologies. I hope that didn't disturb anybody. We did give you the warning. And maybe you went out to get popcorn and just coming back. How do we deal with the horror, Shahari? I mean, how do we deal with it? It's everywhere. Ukraine. Africa. I mean, what do we do? Just ignore it? Go and make popcorn? I mean, I can go to the seaside and be the happiest man ever. I love it. Anyway, on that note... Yeah, time to leave. But maybe we can leave on a lighter note. Mm -hmm. I mean, how about that fool song again? Okay, great. Take her away, Shahari. Oh, and he's getting his guitar, ladies and gentlemen. He's walking up the stage, and everyone's surrounding him. And away we go. Have more than thou showest. Speak Speak less less than than thou knowest. Lend less than thou owest. Light more than thou goest. Learn more than thou trowest. Set less than thou throwest. Leave thy drink and thy hope. Keep in a dough. And thou shalt have more than two tenths to score. And let that have be a lesson to us all, ladies and gentlemen. Have more See than the show is. For episode seven. You think he's got that? I'll tell you, it's going to get worse now. And we look forward to sharing it to you. Next. Leave thy drink and thy hope. Keeping a door. Now listen to this one. And thou shalt have more than two tens to a score. So long, folks.